It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today we're on page 142 of our devotional, titled, Take Your Time. St. Augustine once said, What then is time? If no one asks me, I know what it is. If I wish to explain it to him who asks, I do not know. Time is strange. One minute always has 60 seconds, but sometimes they seem to tick faster than usual. Have you ever noticed how the red lights feel like they're against you when you're running a minute late? Of course, there's nothing about time that changes. It's what you have to do or what you're anticipating about time that makes all the difference. It makes you wonder how much our concept of time is emotional. Our ancient sisters and brothers didn't have the same sense of time as we do. At least, they didn't count minutes like us. There's a discussion about when the Jews learned about the concept that a day has 24 parts. Well, it doesn't, but we learned how to think of it as if it does. Most likely, they learned it from other nations or while in exile. Are we better off knowing about minutes and seconds? I can't find the word minute in the Bible. Does that matter? If it does, not all that much. But it reminds me our anxious feelings about time could be of our own modern doing. I'm not suggesting we do away with minutes and seconds, just that we learn to be less anxious about them. Consider the lilies. Do they care how many seconds are in a minute? Do they care if they get out of worship at 1201? King Nebuchadnezzar once had a disturbing dream. We talked about that more in day nine. He wanted to know what the dream meant. Every vision doesn't have to have a meaning, but this dream was bad enough that the king knew it did. So he called all his wise men together. He ordered them to describe his dream without hearing it from him and then interpret it. You see the difficulty, of course. You can imagine the sweat on their foreheads. It's an impossible task. They asked the king a couple of questions, but he saw this as an attempt to buy more time. Who's blaming them? Of course they wanted more time. I'd want more time. Daniel also wanted more time. Since the king's wise men could not fulfill his directive, he ordered they all be destroyed. That included Daniel. Makes you wonder why Nebuchadnezzar immediately went for that option. Did he not trust the wise men? Did he think they were lying? He had to understand how difficult a task he laid before them. Was he throwing a royal tantrum? For whatever reason, he gave the order. Daniel's first response was to ask the king for, guess what, more time. And it worked. Daniel received extra time. And pay attention to what he did with it. He immediately sought his friends to get them praying. I can only imagine what feelings Daniel and his friends had. The text doesn't tell us how much time he asked for or how much the king granted him. I suspect it wasn't all that much. Martin Luther's idea always inspires me. 
I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. I'm not as busy as most people I know, but that still blows my mind. That's not a prayer sprinkling. That's saturating a day's work with prayer. Now, let me ask you a few questions. What's it like to be in a hurry? If you feel hurried, would you stop everything you're doing to seek God's input? Would praying fit into what you think you should do with your limited time? Would you think to make time to seek God? It reminds me of something a friend of mine used to say, don't rush, but hurry. Sometimes you need to hurry. When the time comes, do yourself a favor and don't rush. You get distracted when you do. It's easy to forget what you've set out to do when you rush. That is when you begin to cut corners or do things that don't align with your ethics. Rushing through isn't helpful and often brings less than desired results. Now, if I were a praying friend of Daniel's, my praying would be straight to the point. No pleasantries, no fluff. God, I need you and I need you now. It'd be a quick prayer because time is ticking away. Still, with time against them, Daniel and his companions communed with God. They prayed and it changed what they were facing. God gave Daniel the king's dream and its interpretation. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I would never suggest that all you have to do is pray and God will give you an answer in a minute or so. That's not how things always work out. Prayer is not a magician's wand. When seeking God's presence and power is routine for you, there can be less anxiousness when you need to hurry. The peace of God passes all our understanding and also impacts how anxious we can be about time. If you need it, don't be afraid to ask for more time. Use it to seek God. And don't let time be anything that takes you away from the peace of God. Stay blessed. This has been a special reading from my devotional book titled Trying to Follow Jesus More Than I Failed Jesus. You can find a copy online at Amazon or check out my website, anotherjohn.com. God be with you.